Hi guys, and welcome back to the Chris Ward Fitness Podcast, episode number seven. I want to just take this time to say I've been on here for a while. It's been quite a while since I've posted another episode, but I've been having such overwhelming progress with my one-to-one training, and I've been putting other things in the right direction for my business and self-development. So this has been on a little bit of a back burner, but concentrating on giving you guys some more value, pushing some more value out for you guys, some more episodes. So I've labelled this episode, Why You Shouldn't Train for Six-Pack, or Six-Pack Abs, as people call it, and I want to just touch base on first and say, I think I qualified to talk about this, I've had abs once before in the past, and do you know what, to get there, I've got to be pretty damn honest and say I was miserable. To train for, or to have six-packs in essence, is to have a reduction in body fat. So if you listen to this, if your goal is to get a six-pack, Focus first on your body fat percentage. Now, the reason for me doing this podcast today is that I got triggered the other day and I had to stop the session because a client of mine in a one-to-one session turned around and said to me, I wish I had abs like like here in the gym. It was a female bodybuilder who comes in sometimes to train in my gym. And she said, I wish I had abs like here. I turned around and said, "Well, well, no, you don't because... To get to that stage from where you are now is, one, a long time, and two, you're going to have to be pretty miserable and skip most of your social life in order to get there. So let's talk, for example, female bodybuilders. And I've spoke to most female bodybuilders in my circle, and they agree with the same. They've experienced what's called amenorrhea, which is the discontinuation of the menstrual cycle. So amenorrhea is common within female bodybuilders or female athletes for that matter just because of their body fat percentage being so low that their ovaries can't produce enough estrogen or they stop menstruating as well. But amenorrhea and athletes occur quite commonly in this day and age given the pressure as well implicated by social media which I'm not going to dive too much into because that's another podcast episode. But In order to have regular periods, women need to consume a certain number of calories and maintain, I'm going to say, a ballpark between 15 and 20% body fat or more. If a woman has too little body fat, again, the ovaries can stop producing estrogen. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. She said she wants abs like the gate on the gym. And I explained, to get there, to get to that stage, that ripped stage, You've got to go through a process which you're not going to have a positive relationship between food and lifestyle as well. So in theory, why should having six perhaps be a metric of success and why should we look in the mirror every day and if we can't see any, you know, any any visible abs that we put ourselves down that much? And it is, it's sad to say, but it is because of social media. It's the implications people have behind I don't know, behind a few thousand followers just because they have abs. It's creating a lot of negativity and you don't even realise. So let's talk about what fitness actually is. Fitness is mind, health, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, mentality. For me, that all umbrellas under the word fitness because I'm a big believer in training for health, which again, for me, maps out all directions, happiness, mental health, well-being and fitness and just all things mindful of the human body, which means when it comes to the pride and it's to get shreds the bone and to get abs and to finally get to that stage. And when you get there, 
again, I've, I've, I've had abs before. And when I got to that stage where I could see visible abs, I'm like, well, I'm still not happy. I still want more of the human body and the human mind has always been evolutionized to want more. We, 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 we're not ever happy. We are never happy. <laughs> and I've spoken to people who have competed before, being in the fitness industry, and look at me around people like this daily, and I notice the behavior change when they're on prep. I mean, who can blame them? They're on living on dust and caffeine. <laughs> For me, I'm quite a jolly person, so when you take away my food and my coffee, like that, you know, <laughs> shit's about to go down. Right, in conversations I've had with them, they've said to me how low they feel. And they can't even sleep properly because they're that hungry. I mean, I can't blame them. Literally can't blame them. In my line of work, my clients don't need to see me in a zombie state. And if you're a client of mine listening to this, you know my personality, my energy in sessions. I try to keep upbeat. You don't need to see me in a zombie state or me being silent or pissed off because I'm in shit mood because I've had no carbs today or since like last week. <laughs> they much prefer or you much prefer a much more happier, jollier Chris who can join in with them on sessions because I like to get involved and that's just the sort of person I am. So if you shouldn't train for abs, then what should you train for? So you should train until you can comfortably say you can look at yourself in the mirror and you can say, okay, do you know what? Yeah, I'm happy with the way I look. Because at the end of the day, that mentality of never being happy, it needs to stop. Because a lot of us out there are looking at ourselves, having this negative connotation. I know myself, It's I have the same mentality and it's only recently that I've been able to look at myself and go, do you know what? Okay, yeah, I'm in, I'm in good shape. I used to be... Oh, I used to be 19 and a half stone. So my mentality now versus back then, it's similar because it doesn't change. Anyone who's been on the same journey as I have instantly knows, and this this will resonate with you now, your mentality, your way of thinking, your mindset, it's still little little bits of that and still it's still engraved in your mind from before you made that journey. Like when I was 19, 19 and a half stone, my confidence, I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't do a podcast back then. God, no. I, I couldn't talk on camera or t- talk on social media or even even have a speak up in front of a room of 20, 30 people like I do every week in a class. I couldn't do that. My confidence was low. And I'd look at myself in the mirror and even when you catch yourself, when you're walking in the street, and you, you see a car, like a car mirror or a car door, and you turn to the side and look at your reflection. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. I was never, never happy with the way I looked. And that got me down. That made me, you know, pissed off, angry all the time. And that really drained my positive energy. But if you're in my circle now, you'll know who I am. You know the person I am, my mentality, my positivity. I like I like to reflect that up on people because that's quite contagious. If I spend my time around positive, upbeat people, 
I'm going to be positive and upbeat myself. But you know what? Back to the topic at hand, I can't help but blame social media for this because even when when I well, when I made my journey, I I didn't have social media. I didn't have all these you know fitness fucking models or fitness fairies whatever on Instagram flexing their abs. I didn't have that, so my journey was much more of a focus as. I'm not going to let nothing distract me. I'm not going to have a negative connotation towards myself. And ever since Instagram got a little bit bigger over the years, there's been a lot more negativity as well over body image. And you know what? Hats off to anyone out there on social media who can, you know, take a picture with their abs and post it daily because you know what? I can never seem to do that. But hats off to you. So if you're listening to this now and you're getting upset every day by looking on Instagram, scrolling through, thumb rolling, and if you're seeing, you know, six-pack abs and get abs quick like you see these days, and that's what pisses me off as well, is companies and businesses attracting and, and preying upon vulnerable people. Like, if you, you attach themselves to the emotion and it's clickbait. Like, if I said to you, this podcast can make you skinny in two weeks, you're gonna to want to click it. You're gonna to want to, you know, follow the link, and you're gonna to want to listen to me for the full 15, 20 minutes, and you're gonna to listen to what I've got to say. It's same with these companies. They advertise themselves to vulnerable people. They create that sales funnel for them, and they target their, you know, their pain point. And it's that this is what's wrong. It's the same with all the bloody I'm not gonna name drop, but the juicing firms out there. I'm not going to name drop, by the way. But they're preying on vulnerable people and they're not helping them. They're just fixing, short-term fixing their long-term solution. Whereas the people need long-term solutions to a long-term problem. They need the tools in order to achieve their fitness goals. They don't need some bullshit way or some bullshit plan that's only going to benefit the the creator not the consumer i just realized i get quite i get quite triggered doing these podcasts but it's a good rant okay so key message is to not to train for abs you need to train you listen to this now you need to train until you can comfortably say you look in the mirror either with clothes on or naked and you are happy with the way you are and you're happy with your image right that's done and Another section I wanted to cover is five tips for marathon training. I'm doing a marathon, my first one, at the end of the month. Fucking hell, if if I Chris hear me say that, he'd laugh his head off. But yeah, a marathon, my first ever one. It's the Liverpool Rock and Roll uh, full marathon. Doing a 5k the day before, but the full marathon is on the Sunday 26th of May. I'm doing my first ever one. My target, I don't know if I should say this on a podcast in case I fuck it up, but it's pressure, so why not? It's My target is going to be four hours and 30 minutes. Now, if I do that or not, it's another story. So, again, follow me on social media, at Wolf Fitness PT on Instagram. Or you can follow me on Facebook as Chris Ward. But, yeah... <laughs> pretty much put that pressure on now so it's no going back and there's no working by the way so so five tips for marathon training 
I've been finding these quite helpful. I've been speaking to the right people. I've been implicating these myself. And I find for me, these work quite well. So tip number one, shoes for running. Appropriate cushioning can help well, alleviate or prevent hip, knee and back pain. And also improves your overall body mechanics as well. It's so small as the shoe you wear that's going to carry you over the line safely and efficiently. Myself, I prefer running in Nikes, more specifically Nike Pegasus. I think it's Pegasus, Pegasus Zoom. But yeah, most people prefer Asics. I prefer Nike shoes. They're just a lot more comfortable for my big flat feet. <laughs> nutrition for running. Number two, nutrition. Now, because you're going to expend so many calories in training and on the marathon day as well, you're going to want to up your calories into either maintenance or a surplus. This is to cope with the energy. So I like to put my carbohydrates up by a substantial amount, having a mix of complex and simple carbs. Complex being your pastas, your rices, your bagels. Yes, bagels. And your starchy carbs, simple carbs being, you know, your fast-releasing sugars, even your SIS energy gels that, well, hopefully you've got as well. But I had to train with the energy gels you can get from SIS, or my favorite on the day is Haribo. <laughs> That's like quick, quick, quick fuel for me. So next one, number three, speed work. Now, to help your aerobic capacity cope with the overall endurance of that marathon you're going to want to help utilize different energy systems so say if for example you've run on flat terrain and you come to a hill in essence that hill is going to be massively implicated by the speed work that you do and the flat of course being your you know long slow distance your lsd training and your steady state as well Number three, yeah, three, is, not four, yeah, four. <laughs> three being speed work. Four is pace. This is massively humbling to me because I'm like an excited puppy when I run. I like to, you know, if, if I could, I could sp I'd sprint a marathon, but that's sort of impossible. Only if you run in the London, London marathon. But, yeah. Pace, this is massively humbling. At the moment, I'm comfortable at a 10-minute mile mark. But you want to be slowing your pace right down. If you've run a 5, 10, even a half marathon, you want to be slowing your pace right down for you to last and endure the long run. It's a long man's game. And last one is... Realize when you need that recovery. Recognize when you need to rest. Not every run will feel like your best in training. Be kind to your body. Overtraining can weaken the immune system, make you feel like shit, possibly make you feel, well, crap for the event as well. Because let's be honest, if you do crap the day before your, your actual event run day, you're going to have low motivation for that long distance run. So, 15 and a half minutes. I did say between 15 and 20 minutes, so on target now. But, so guys, I want to wrap this up in saying 
thank you again for listening to this podcast. And please, 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 if you have any feedback, reach out to me on Instagram at WaterFitnessPT or if you're in my circle, see me one-to-one or message me or visit my website on www.wardfitonlinetraining.com. I am launching my first ever fat loss course. So if you're wanting to jump on the priority list for this, then check out my website and leave your email submission there. Then I can review it. But guys, again, big thanks and to make me and help me push more content out for you guys. Please, please, please give some feedback or leave a rating if you can or know how to in the comments section below. But guys, thank you very much. I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye for now.